Welcome to Disney Honor Roll. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Sharon. We are two teachers who love our families, our students, and everything Disney. When we're not at school or taking care of our own children, we're dreaming of our next Disney vacation. What aspects of Disney will make our honor roll and which won't make the grade? You'll have to listen to find out. Class starts now. Welcome to the first ever episode of Disney Honor Roll. Original recording date, December 22nd, 2020. Today, we will be discussing the ride Frozen Ever After, but first, we want to bring you through the layout that we will be using on every episode that you listen to. Every episode, we will start out with our morning announcements. So our first announcement is, why are we doing this podcast right now? And the easy answer is, it's just because we miss Disney. We truly miss Disney. I personally have had three attempts to go to Disney World in 2020, and one of those times was going to be a mom's-only trip with Chrissy. Yes, and I had another trip in addition to our mom's-only trip. We were supposed to take our very first Disney cruise in August, and obviously that got canceled. In my classroom, I am a middle school STEM teacher, and we have been working on our passion projects. So my students are able to identify something that's passionate to them, and then create something based on that project. And as I was giving them examples, I thought, well, I'm passionate about Disney, and what would I do if I could make anything? Well, I would want to make a Disney podcast. So I talked to Sharon, and she was absolutely on board, so we decided, why not? Let's have our own passion project and bring this podcast to you. So to go along with our morning announcements, we want to bring you some information about Disney. Our next announcement is that Walt Disney World has released a brand new vacation promotion. It's called their Happy New Year gift. Available to book beginning January 5th, 2021, guests buying a non-discounted room and ticket packages at select Disney Resort hotels for arrivals on most nights, January 8th, through September 25th of 2021, booking a minimum of four nights with three-day tickets and a maximum of 14 nights, will receive an additional two days of theme park tickets. So basically, you buy three days, you get two free. So that's that's really exciting, if you ask me. Sounds like a great deal. Uh, The number of rooms allocated for this offer is limited. You can modify or cancel your reservation with extra flexibility for arrivals through April 30th, 2021. So uh, what do you say, Chrissy? Are we going to try our mom's only trip again? I would love to do that. (laughs) I also have heard that if you already have a trip scheduled for these days, you can look into if this package would be a better deal for you and you're able to switch your existing trip into this promotion if it does better your discount. Absolutely. And the special thing about this is that usually Disney announces their promos the day that you can start booking those promos. So announcing it this early is pretty new for Disney. I can imagine that the phone lines will be very busy on January 5th for everyone trying to get in there. Yes, yes, yes. Very exciting. (laughs) Um, Also, Disney recently announced that the International Flower and Garden Festival is returning to Epcot in 2021. So even though the 
the Flower and Garden Festival was there and the cast members at Disney worked very hard to keep that up all throughout the festival this year, the park wasn't open for most of it. It was only open for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So it's very exciting to have that returning. The dates this year, or in 2021, are going to be March 3rd through July 5th. Normally, it only goes until the beginning of June, so they're giving us a whole extra month to go enjoy those beautiful, beautiful flowers. That is the one festival that I feel like I see all the time when I go, because I just go during those spring months. But it is absolutely beautiful. The the topiaries they have and everything that they've created, it's unbelievable. It's something that you not only enjoy as you're walking around, but it makes it for some pretty good photo ops as well. Absolutely. Just today, Epcot revealed their new fountain in front of Spaceship Earth. So the new entrance is complete. It is absolutely stunning. They have removed the Leave a Legacy monoliths that have been there since the millennium. And they now have a fountain in the same footprint of where the original fountain once was when the park opened. There are 16 feet tall acrylic pylons. There are three of them. They each have an Epcot logo towards the top and they have amazing lights and obviously it's a fountain so there's water and it's just absolutely unbelievable. It looks so beautiful. I cannot wait to see it in person. You know a lot of people were upset when they got rid of the Leave a Legacy and you know those those things yes they're they're really cool but they're sold for a certain time period. So even those those bricks that were outside of the Magic Kingdom, my family had one of those, but it was sold for a certain time period, and then Disney has the right to remove it. So I think that they replaced it with a absolutely beautiful fountain, and I'm very excited to go see it in person. Yes, and it's so much more spacious there now. I can only imagine how much more room there will be at rope drop when crowds of people are trying to get in and it's just one giant walkway now it looks so beautiful now we will move on to our progress reports section this is where we will bring you updates about long-term disney changes every week so obviously with the coronavirus disney over the entire world walt disney world is now open it's been open since july and unfortunately disneyland is still closed at this time Many people have been very hesitant about coming back to Walt Disney World. They've been worrying about safety measures and the magic being there because so many things have changed. But Disney has been taking major precautions to help on the safety front and on the magic front. Uh, Double-layered masks are required at all times other than when eating. And you can't even eat or drink in lines. You have to be stationary in one spot while you are eating. Mm Mm-hmm. There are mask checkers that they employ just to walk around and make sure everyone is wearing masks and wearing them properly. Sounds like an interesting job. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are also temperature checkers at each gate, also in Disney Springs. They are cleaning attractions very frequently, and they are wiping down surfaces that are being touched almost constantly. Yeah, I mean, every or almost every personal account that we read says that people have felt safer at Walt Disney World than they do in their local grocery stores because of all of the enforced social distancing and the enforced mask wearing and the surfaces being wiped down. I know when I was at the grocery store last time, people were way too close to me. So I'd much rather be in Disney World. (laughs) Or the people that wear the masks under their noses and not covering their noses. 
Yes, yes. Don't be one of those people. Just don't do it. (laughs) I'm definitely glad that Disney is taking this seriously. Also, they require a dining reservation or a room reservation to enter resorts. So you can't resort hop like people like to do, unfortunately, but that's just to keep everyone safe. Absolutely. I actually have a family member who was down in the Orlando area recently, not staying at Disney, just kind of passing through. And they wanted to go to the Grand Floridian for lunch and to walk around a little bit, maybe ride on the monorail. But what they got there and realized that the gate, the security guard at the gate would not let them in. So they hopped on their My Disney Experience app and they made a reservation for lunch. And then it instantly went to the security guard and they were allowed to get in that way. And this way, I think it it helps with contact tracing should there ever be a problem. Uh, But... They, they were able to get in and enjoy their lunch and hop on the monorail and, and have a good time. That's great. Unfortunately, not all resorts are open yet, but there are plans in place to open more and more as more people start making the trips back to Disney World. And once people start to feel more comfortable and popularity increases, then they will continue to open more resorts. Absolutely. And we've talked a lot about the safety measures, but people are concerned about the magic as well. And we've had a lot of accounts of magic still happening there with random character meet and greets and the cavalcades. Yes, the cavalcades are such a cute addition to the parks. Instead of having full-blown parades where people will wait and wait and wait and gather, instead they just pop up out of nowhere. A parade float will go by with a bunch of characters. So you're not expecting it, but if you happen to be in the area, you get to see it and you still get to remain socially distanced from others. All right, so next up in our to-do list today, we have our report card. So today we will be grading the ride Frozen Ever After. Frozen Ever After is in the World Showcase at Epcot. It was originally the Maelstrom from 1988 when it first opened to 2014. It was reimagined as Frozen Ever After in 2016. The same track was used from the original ride to the reimagined ride. The audio animatronics are the first of their kind. In the past, they've used electric and hydraulics. These are purely electric. So it makes for much smoother movements for the animatronics. So we'll start with talking about the queue for the ride. Queue is mostly indoors. It spills into an outdoor line when it's extra crowded, which seems to be very often because this is one of the most popular rides in all of Walt Disney World. And especially now with COVID and the six foot spacing in between parties, it is going into multiple countries in the World Showcase. It is not just confined within Norway. As you enter the queue indoors, there is a nice sign that sets the stage for the story. It also has a safety notice. There's a sign inside to further set the story about the summer snow day celebration in honor of the day that Anna saved Elsa with an unselfish act of true love. Even though you're indoors for this queue, it is themed to look like it is outdoors in the town of Arendelle at nighttime. There are adorable building fronts and doorways. There are little signs on every door to let you know what business is in that door. There are also lanterns hanging from the ceiling, and there are flags as well. And I think my favorite part of the entire queue is on the ceiling, which is painted to look like the sky. 
they have the northern lights that appear. And I just think that is the most magical touch. It really is. It's beautiful. So talking about the wait time versus the ride length. All right. So this is typically one of the longest waits in Epcot. Um, used to be one of the longest waits in all of Walt Disney World. I guess sometimes it still is. Um, when it first opened back in 2016, the wait reached over five hours. The sign said 300 minutes. Can you imagine doing that with a pair of six or seven-year-old girls <laughs> or uh, no. little kids at all that just nope. are patient enough to wait five hours in line to see their beloved Elsa and Anna ride? That's incredible. I mean, I, I might be spoiled here, but I don't wait in lines that long. No, <laughs> if I don't I, have a fast pass when it's that long, I'm not doing it. <laughs> definitely not. I totally agree with you. The ride is five minutes, which actually is a pretty decent time for attractions, but I can't imagine waiting in a five-hour line for a five-minute ride. No, no, me neither. That's why I've only ever ridden this ride with a fast pass. That might change next time because my boys will be tall enough for Soren, and that is in the same category of Fast Pass when the Fast Passes do return to Disney World. So um, I might have to rethink my Epcot plan of action there. <laughs> yeah, well, who knows what the Fast Pass will look like when they reopen the Fast I Passes know, too. I know. But it's like we're going in. It's like we're going into the unknown. <laughs> 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 So now let's talk about what we love about this ride. Right when you get into the loading area, you hear Oaken giving a safety message. And that's also Oaken giving you the return message when you're about to disembark the boat. And at, like it normally is on all rides, they say it in English and then in Spanish. But it's Oaken's voice in Spanish, too. And I always thought that was the coolest thing. They think of everything in Walt Disney they World. They sure do. So after you hear Oaken's adorable safety message, then you enter your boat and you start on your journey into Arendelle. And the first thing you see is Olaf and Sven, and they just introduce the story a little bit more. If you didn't get a chance to read those signs that were in the queue, they explain that it's summer, but Elsa made it snowy because they're having this great celebration. And that you're traveling to Elsa's Ice Palace. Yes. I absolutely love that the story is unique. It's not just a retelling of the exact movie, but it's more of a celebration. They do hit the highlights and some of our favorite songs, but the overall theme is a celebration in honor of this day that has happened in years past. So even the music is slightly different than the movie, especially when Olaf sings. Um, he just kind of puts his own little spin on the songs that we know and love. Then you pass the trolls. The trolls are telling the story of Anna and Elsa. And they are so adorable. I just love all those little trolls. Pabby I is know. so cute. Then you get to a little bit of snow with Olaf skating around. He's singing a cute little song. And then you see... Kristoff and Anna and Sven. And I love that they sing the song for the first time in forever, but they sing for the first time in forever, you're here. Yes. It's just those little details where they're not doing the exact same thing that we've already seen in the movie. You're getting a different experience, but you still have all those little touches that you love and those little 
melodies that the kids sing constantly. So you have to have them in the ride. I love the part where Sven sticks his tongue against the fence and it sticks. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of the ride is, of course, when you enter Elsa's castle, she's definitely singing Let It Go because that is her signature song. Yes, it's just this beautiful audio animatronic in front of you, singing and singing and just you see this gorgeous scenery around you. And the whole point is that it's distracting you from the track moving behind you. You don't even know that you're changing courses here. So when she gets to the part of the song where she says, let it go, you start to go backwards. And that is the biggest surprise. If you don't know, if you haven't been on Maelstrom or this ride before, you don't know that that is going to happen. Um, the last time we went to Disney, we went with my mom and my in-laws, and my in-laws have never been to Disney World before. So we, of course, went on this ride, and I did not let them know that it was going to go backwards. And it was the biggest <laughs> surprise for them. It was so funny. That's awesome. I love that Elsa looks like she's actually using her magic the way that the the animation shoots across the walls and the ceilings. Like she's really using her ice powers there. Yes. And then as you continue backwards, the animation of the magic continues to almost push you back throughout the whole hallway, for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. And you are just amazed by this beautiful magic that you see around you. So then you're going a little faster at that point and you go around and you see this big scene with Marshmallow. Oh, now, Marshmallow. If you <laughs> don't know. If you don't know who Marshmallow is. We call him Snow Monster in our house. Marshmallow is the one who Elsa creates to throw Anna out of her castle. And I always thought it was Snow Monster too. And then I thought it was the coolest thing or... I always thought it was the funniest thing when I found out his name was actually Marshmallow. Like, it sounds like a cute little fluffy thing, but it's really this big old monster. <laughs> yes, that is so funny. But my favorite part of this part of the ride is he just starts to say, let it go. It was really good. Let it go. <laughs> and we're like, did he just say let it go? And then you start then, to go forward. Yeah, you go forward. But then you don't even really have time to think about it or laugh because you drop down into total darkness, kind of like you're escaping him coming after you. So that's a nice little little surprise, little thrill. I read that the the drop is 28 feet, but it's on a diagonal. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It does not seem that big, but I guess when you're little, it seems bigger. I don't know. I don't know. And the boat's big, too. Yeah. And it's yeah. been a while since I wrote it, so... <laughs> yep yep <laughs> once you go down that steep hill in the pitch dark you can see the palace in Arendelle and you see fireworks overhead I love the fireworks on this ride they are so cool because they actually are snowflakes so you're like oh look at the fireworks oh my gosh is that a snowflake like how mm -hmm. creative is that and then not to be outdone on the other side is nice little village scene with houses so even if you're on the other side of the boat you can see the fireworks and the castle beautifully but you have something to look at on the other side of the boat as well mm -hmm. and then as you head towards the end of the ride you see anna and elsa and olaf and they're singing a altered rendition of their summer song in summer yes you cannot have this ride without in summer that is one of my favorites <laughs> 
I know. Olaf's just the best. And then when you actually do exit the ride, you go right into the Norway shop. Always exit through the gift shop. Absolutely. So now we'll talk briefly about what we think we would change in the rides. And I know with this ride, it was hard to come up with some things that we would change because we just love it so much. And clearly the Imagineers know what they're doing at this point. They have mastered the art of Imagineering. Yeah, they absolutely have. But we had to be prepared for when they ask for our expert opinions. Of course, because we are experts. <laughs> Obviously. Personally, I think the projections on Elsa and Anna's face are a little bit scary. And I know that they were advances in technology. I just feel like even in the four years that it's been since this ride has opened, I just feel like technology has come such a far way that this could be updated already. I do like it better than earlier versions of this technology. And it's something that can be updated without redoing the entire ride. So I think that that was pretty cool that they put that in there. And I do believe that they just shut down for a week or so for a couple of little updates. So maybe they could shut down again and just clean this up a little bit. <laughs> you would love that. <laughs> Another thing that I think they could spruce up a little bit would be Elsa's palace. I love that scene. It is wonderful. But it is very dark in there. It's a lot of black and obviously the ice is there, but it just seems a little dark. And I feel like they could do a little bit more in terms of the set design. I feel like that was done to distract from the changing track, because if it was brighter in there, maybe you would see That's that a, a little point. bit more. But I, I understand where you're coming from with that. And then the last thing that I think we could change would be there are a couple long, dark hallways, and I totally understand that they're necessary to get from point A to point B, but couldn't they just theme them a little better? <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of agree with that, but it is so much better than it was in the Maelstrom, where half of the ride was just blackness as he waited for the next scene. And even back in the Maelstrom, where it's now leading up to, excuse me, where it's now leading up to Elsa's castle, Back then, it was just a light that they just shine brightly in your face to distract from <laughs> everything else going around you. So I think that this is better than it was. But obviously, with as with everything, there's still room for improvement. And that is something I tell my students all the time. You always have a chance to make something better. Even if you think it's great, look at it again, ask some other people for opinions, and you can always find a way to make it even better. Absolutely. Constructive criticism. All right, so I also think that the drop that's near Marshmallow, even though he says, let it go, and we love that, I think that that would be better if there was more scenery to distract from the track changing course. So whereas in Elsa's Ice Palace, there's so much going on with the animations all around you, and the track is changing behind you, here the track is changing in front of you, and you can see it all happening. So uh, if there was a little bit more there, it would distract, but it's still still great. Yes, I agree. And there's not really a specific song. I think that when you get into Elsa's Palace, it's Let It Go. Everybody knows the words to Let It Go. So you're singing along in your head and you're enjoying it. But when you get to this scene with Marshmallow, there's music, but it's not really a recognizable tune. And that makes sense because Marshmallow didn't sing a song. But he didn't. But there's also the little, um, the little snowmen. What are they called? The the snow geese. Oh, they are so cute. The too. ones that are from, um, oh my goodness, Frozen Fever. 
I don't know that little that Adam. <laughs> oh my goodness, you have to watch Frozen Fever. <laughs> Look it up on Disney Plus. It's a little animated short about um, Anna's birthday. Got it. It's really cute. But that's what those are from. Cool. Making an <laughs> those snuggies are the cutest things, and. I think also because Marshmallow doesn't say let it go until after your track is already switched. That is so funny, but it's not distracting you from anything because that's just as you start to move. So right. maybe if the Snuggies had a little conversation or something, they could do something adorable. So for when the Imagineers are listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> you should take this into consideration for the future. <laughs> so our next topic that we're going into is the nostalgia both Disney historically and personally with the rides. I just love the fact that they still have a Maelstrom troll in the gift shop and that's something that most people probably pass by and they don't even think twice about it but I think that is such a nice nod to where Norway the pavilion started and the trolls are lovably scary. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense yeah. if you've seen it. Yeah, it's we'll just, post a picture on our Instagram. Yes, he's just so chubby and cute and a little bit scary, but it's still, it's such a nice little touch that they have that there still. For as long as I can remember, I've stopped and take a picture with that troll. <laughs> and now I do that with my own kids. Um, I also love that they use the same boats in this ride as they did with the Maelstrom. So the boats themselves that you sit in and ride along the ride have not changed. So I have to tell you a little story here. <laughs> so the first time we took my twins on this ride, they were, hmm, I can't remember if they were eight months or 13 months on this trip, but um, they were really enjoying the ride, looking all around because there is so much to look at. And when we went down the first drop, they were on our laps and they we were holding on to them and then they were clapping and giggling at the bottom. Just, you know, they're cute little <laughs> pudgy faced giggles. And then it wasn't until a little while later when the picture popped up on our My Disney Experience app, because we had the memory maker, that we saw these looks of pure terror <laughs> on their face. Because the picture snapped right when you're going down that hill. So <laughs> now when we go... We have to redo that ride every time. We've gotten a couple good pictures with some, like, absolutely, it could, could be a Halloween card. <laughs> actually, I think my mom actually did turn into a Halloween card once, like a, a horror story type of thing. But, uh, and the, the fact that they were laughing and giggling at the bottom just makes it amazing. You know? <laughs> I feel like even when they're 16 years old, you're going to be going on that ride and you're going to be telling them to make a scary face on that drop. And I'll be like, um, no, you will sit on mommy's lap for this. <laughs> I'll be like, mom. <laughs> I don't know if the cast members would let you do that. <laughs> they won't allow it. They won't, but uh, a mom can hold <laughs> So on our last trip, like I said, we were with my husband and my son, it was his first trip to Disney. He was 16 months and my mom and my in-laws. And we stopped temporarily in Elsa's palace. We were in there for about five minutes and my in-laws had no clue. And then Ian kind of looked at me and I was like, yeah, we're not supposed to be stopped right now. But what I thought was really smart of the Imagineers was that the music 
switched instead of just repeating the vocal track over and over and over again while we were in there, which would have driven us crazy probably, they actually just switched to just a musical track. So you still had the nice background music of Let It Go and you're sitting in there and you're watching everything. And maybe this is why I think that room should have a little more detail because I was in there for so long. <laughs> I was looking make perfect sense. I was looking at everything for a really long time what it seemed like. It was only a few minutes, but still. But the one thing that I was a little disappointed in was when it restarted, the vocal track did not restart. So we didn't get that experience of let it go when you go oh, backwards. Oh, like she's pushing you backwards. So yeah. she sang let it go the first time. We didn't go backwards. We were waiting. And then we went backwards without the let it go. So that could be a little suggestion for our Imagineer friends that aren't listening or are listening that <laughs> if you are stopped in that room, just replay the vocal track once before you go so you can get that let it go experience. That's that's a good suggestion there. You know, so many people get upset when their ride stops like that. But being as I've been able to be on the ride so many times, I love it because I am able to take in so many things that I wouldn't normally be able to take in. Yes, that is the perfect chance to look for those hidden Mickeys that I can never seem to find. Yes. Oh, I love looking for hidden Mickeys. Some of them are hard. They are. All right, so shall we go through our rubric and grade this attraction? Yes, so we will be posting the rubric on our Instagram for all of you to follow along with us. We're going into our segment of our leaderboard soon. And we will be ranking each of our rides in comparison to other rides. And in order to do this fairly, as teachers, we needed to make a rubric. So if you are not a teacher and you have no idea what a rubric is, it is a list of different categories and each category is on a scale from zero to three. So if the ride has no qualities in that category, it would get a zero. If it has a lot of qualities for that category, it would get a three. And there are different criteria for each of those numbers. We have eight different categories that we will be rating our rides on. The first of which is the queue theming. So we gave this one a three for the queue theming. The next one is queue comfort. So as you're waiting, how are you? Are you comfortable? Are you sweating? Are you freezing? So this we gave a queue comfort of a two because while most of the queue is indoors, it is a very popular ride, so very, very often you are waiting outside just to get into the indoor queue. So that's why we decided to rank this a two. And some people might think that this is not a very important thing to be rating on, but you're in the Florida heat here, and it gets very hot and very humid, and you need that break for your body, even if just for a little while while waiting in the queue. Especially when you're with children. Oh, yes, especially with children. <laughs> All right, so now uh, we will be rating the wait time of the rides versus the ride length. This one scores a zero. We have an excellent mathematical calculation for this category. And the zero is that the average wait time is 10 times or greater than the length of the actual ride, which most of the time you are at a 50 minute wait or more. So that would be 10 times 
more than the five minute ride? Um, in the cast members section of our rubric, uh, we gave it a three because our cast members dressed in themed costumes and they're from the region where the ride takes place. Next, we have our ride comfort. And that also ranks a three because our ride vehicles are very comfortable. You are seated with your family members. They would not seat a stranger in the same row with you in your vehicle. And we're talking pre-COVID here. We're not even talking now. Of course, they wouldn't now. But yes. pre-COVID, uh, any strangers would be in a different row from you. Definitely. The ride maintenance and technology section of our rubric. We gave that a three because the ride is well-maintained, it rarely breaks down, and technology is up to date. Like, Chrissy, your story before, I feel like that was just somebody needing extra time to load or to disembark from the ride. Definitely. Rather than the ride breaking down because then you would have gotten to go out an emergency exit, something that I actually really love to do on Disney rides. Yes. <laughs> I've never had that pleasure of doing that, but I think it would be so cool. I'll tell my stories when we get to ride. those rides. Yes. So exciting. The next category is ride theming. And of course, this gets a three because from even before you enter the building to the very end, you are immersed in Arendelle and in frozen culture. Absolutely. And then we have a section for ride extras, such as changes in the track and, and drops that you might experience, or even hidden Mickeys that the Imagineers put in there while they were making the ride. And you can now search for them throughout the ride. And we gave that a three for this ride. So that would be a grand total of 20 points. So now we are going to convert our rubric score to a letter grade. Our letter grades will be a grade A will be 20 to 24 points, a B will be 15 to 19 points, a C will be 10 to 14 points, a D will be 5 to 9 points, and an F will be less than 5 points. So with a score of 20, Frozen Ever After receives an A from the Disney Honor Roll. Very, very good Frozen Ever After. So that will be the first A on our leaderboard. And as we continue, we will keep our leaderboard up to date so that you can see exactly where all of the rides and attractions score on our Honor Roll. So in each episode, we want to give you a Disney quote to send you off with. I actually have, or had pre-COVID, uh, quotes of Walt Disney sayings all over my classroom. And I just find them so inspirational. And you can find the best lines in Disney movies, whether they are inspirational or funny or both. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun to, to pull these out. So our quote for today is, don't you know there's part of me that wants to go into the unknown? And that is said, or rather sung, by Elsa. One of the favorite songs in our house. It's such a good song. I kind of want to belt it out right now, but I'll spare you all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that this was so appropriate for our very first podcast because uh, this is unknown. We are hoping that you guys love this as much as we love recording this for you. And uh, the future is unknown. 
Yes, and we thank you for listening to us, and we hope you enjoyed yourself. Please make sure that you are following us on Instagram at Disney Honor Roll. And if you have any suggestions or you have anything you'd like to share with us, please DM us. We would love to hear your reviews as well. Um, you can also email us at DisneyHonorRoll at gmail.com. And we're just so grateful to have you as our first listeners to our very first podcast. And please share with your family and friends that are Disney lovers like you. Thanks for listening, everyone. See, See you real soon. soon.